I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Check out the Full Press Hockey Podcast with Jim Berenger, the best in the business. It's going to be great. Welcome to the Full Press NHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Berenger, the voice of Full Press Hockey. I'm joined by Mike Morial of NHL.com. He covers the New Jersey Devils along with 
He is the senior draft guy over there as well. Mike, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. It's great to talk to you. I know we're we're usually around the rink or around MetLife, which was which was real exciting for for the weeks leading up to the actual event. It was good touching base with you there, talking to all the stars uh, for the Devils when they uh, came by, and uh, some of the dignitaries there to get the get the MetLife game going, which was fantastic. Uh, but I'm glad to be on your show. Yeah, I appreciate taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, and yet, like you said, just interacting in the le- the weeks and the days uh, leading up to the game and then the game itself. And I think that's a good spot to start the stadium series. You know, it was such a great weekend and the Devils, you know, they came out and they were on a mission to win that game. And it was an important game for them. Every game is important for them right now. But you and I were there when Nico, he shared Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer talked about the importance of that game. And, you know, just your thoughts on the stadium series, but how that team followed the lead of their captain yeah indeed um you know first first and foremost the lead up to the event i thought was was fantastic james i you know i had a good time i know we were there i think maybe three or four times in the in the lead up including the you know when the refrigeration truck came in uh the monday prior uh you know we spoke to 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 nico Nico Heeshear, Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt came by a couple days later. Uh, Steve Mayer, uh, the chief content officer for the National Hockey League, uh, who works on all the content and got everything squared away with how the field was going to look, the the sight lines. I know that was a big question you were asking how the fans are gonna gonna see with with the with the stadium. And to be honest with you, you know, I, I kind of walked around the stadium night of and day of and and it was fantastic all the sight lines i mean if you can bear the cold uh you had a good seat in the house at, at metlife so um overall i thought the event was fantastic it was a great event for the national hockey league and and new jersey in general knowing that you know a stone's throw away was the actual uh arena whether it was brendan Byrne or continental uh that the devils won their three stanley cups uh, so that was great. And Marty Berdur actually uh, talked about that when when he joined us uh, uh, that Friday in the, in the lead up to the event. Um, but the game in general, you know, it, it started out just the way the Devils. I mean, if, if you were to script it, that's the way you would want it to go uh, to have your captain score less than a minute into the game. The second fastest uh, opening uh, period goal in, in outdoor history. Um, so. Nico scores. He scored two in that game. I thought defensively, they were good. A little shaky in some areas. The Flyers tried to crawl back in certain times. Um, I thought they were sound uh, in basically all phases of the of the rink. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but I thought Dawes was fantastic, right, James? I mean, Dawes just um, when the Flyers wanted to try to crawl back and you saw the momentum start to shift a little bit, I thought Dawes was really good in helping the Devils uh, sustain whatever momentum they had previously. Um, he would make a big save, and then it would jumpstart the bench again, and, and the Devils would get going again. Um, so, overall, good game for the Devils. Nate Bastion, you know, it's nice to see those guys that maybe don't get the credit during the course of, a, a, a you know, an 82-game season um, really stand out, show up, and do something special. And, and, and in that game, Nate Bastion... Um, with the hand gestures and uh, <laughs> just just a free spirit, right? A free spirited guy. Uh, he, he he loves to talk. 
he's always a great quote in the locker room. So it was nice to see Nate Bastion, you know, come up big in that game as well. Yeah, I agree with you on all counts. I thought Nico Dawes played a heck of a game. I thought defensively they were really sound. I thought, you know, all phases of the game, they played really well. I mean, Dawes made a couple of big saves in the second period. I think he robbed Konechny right in front with the glove. I think he did it twice. I know Tippett got a couple of goals, but I know the Devils' power play, again, is just not the same without Dougie Hamilton. But I thought Nico Heischer set the tone in the lead up to this. The players talked about it. You know, it's yeah, it's just a hockey game when the puck drops, but it's not because of the spectacle. And being back in the Meadowlands, I was joking with somebody that night. I said, um, you know, somebody's asking me what, what got into the devil. They said, well, they're back home. They're back <laughs> in the Meadowlands, and, and that's where they play well. But they played a great game, and you could see it. Even Brendan Smith got in on the action, scoring right. a goal. I mean, good for him. I mean, he's taken a lot of criticism this year uh, from the fan base. But I thought the Devils played a really good game and a really important game because now, yeah, you get the win over the Flyers. You move closer. You thought maybe that would kickstart them a little bit, but it seems to be like one step forward, two steps back with this team. Yeah, and obviously you're referring to what we saw last night in in our nation's capital. And, um, yeah, it it was a little bit uh, disheartening, particularly since – you know, you have Sieg's coming back. You want a Siegenthaler back uh, on defense. Obviously, John Marino was ill, could not play in the game. So that was a bit of a, um, you know, a loss there on the back end for Coach Lindy Ruff. But, you know, to have Siegenthaler come back first game in, in 17 games, um, you thought it would kind of jumpstart the team again. Obviously, Nico Dawes taking the net again. But the, the Devils were just too loose, too leaky in their own end, James. Um, and, and Washington just, just made them pay. Um, because look, the Devils had their opportunities. They outshot the Caps last night. Uh, they, they, they were beating them to the, beating them in the, in the faceoff circle. I mean, they dominated. I think they almost doubled them in faceoffs. Um, you know, everything else was kind of even except on the scoreboard. Uh, I thought Lindgren, uh, Charlie Lindgren, the goalie for the Caps played really well. Uh, when they needed some big saves, he made some crucial saves for them. Um, and obviously with the, with the way the defense couldn't really come around, um, and was allowing the caps, you know, space and time in their own end. When they did get chances, there were guys in front of the net, you know, alone in front of the net that weren't covered. Um, you know, back of the net coverage, it it just wasn't there. Fords weren't getting back hard enough to, to, to create, uh, some help there for the defenders. So, um, that happens, right? These games happen. But it's like you said, um, this season in particular, um, with all the injuries that this this team has had, and, and that's been an issue because a lot of the injuries have come to those star players on the roster. But, you know, Lindy Ruff and the coaching staff has implemented a system here to help them win despite those losses. And and we, we talked about this, James. It's like it's kind of amazing that the Devils are where they are despite all those losses they had. Because mm-hmm. right now, with the way the Metropolitan Division is shaping up, you know, um, the Carolina Hurricanes are on a roll. The Rangers are on a roll. The Flyers seem to be, you know, they obviously the, the Devils beat them, but the Flyers are a team that the, the Devils going to have to catch right now. Um, so there was games in hand. That was one last night. They lost it. So, you know, we'll see what happens now. Maybe Marino comes back, uh, you know, for the big game against the Rangers on Thursday night, and they have a big 
uh, weekend slate the Devils do uh, two matinees on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll see if the Devils can get that rolling again. Um, they get the goaltending and that, and that defensive coverage that was doing so well and helping them win some games uh, prior to that Washington game last night. Maybe they can get that back into swing and, and, and help out their goaltenders. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that because as Jack said that one night, he said, yeah, when we get a save, you know, it's easy to win games. But Nico Dawes did everything in his power in that Washington game to keep it. It could have been 10 yeah. 2. It could have been 10 2. Yeah. Like the, the Devils defensively just didn't play great. And it's a classic letdown game. It's a classic trap game. You knew you had the Rangers on Thursday, you had a big opponent on the Flyers on Saturday, the big spectacle. You had a couple of days off to get ready. But they just came out flat. I mean, they did tie the game going into the yep. into the first period intermission. I mean, Holtz gets a goal, gets rewarded for his play. Nemich looks really good. But it's just the same breakdowns over and over again all year. And you saw that in the losses since the, the All-Star break against the Kings, against the Flames. Like, those little breakdowns in your own zone continue to hurt the Devils. And, you know, you and I were both there opening night. It goes back to what Lindy Ruff said, and I believe you're the one that asked the question. What's wrong with defensively? He's he even answered. It's just like if we're gonna play defense like this all year, we're gonna make it hard on ourselves. And he's right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. I mean, the Devils have, and you mentioned earlier. You know, the loss of Dougie Hamilton looks like he's done for for the season. Not sure if there's a chance come playoff time. I don't know. That's even if they make the playoffs. But um, defensively they've got to all buy into this system it has to be a five-man unit around the puck playing it and look this is a team that likes to sweep that likes to you know really run with the puck uh get into the offensive zone that's their mo that's how they played played defense last year when they would perform so well and set a franchise record for for wins in a season and and, and beat the rangers in the first round they were a running gun team that's how they keep the puck away from the opposing team was just keeping it in the, in the opposing zone. But with the injuries they've had now, you know, with Hamilton out, you know, obviously Vitek Vanacek, we don't know what the situation is there with him. Uh, Nico Dawes looks to be the starter. They sent Akira Schmid back down, uh, you know, to, to, to Utica uh, this morning. And uh, Isaac Polter is, uh, is now looks like he'll be the backup for now. Um, but look, Defensively, they got to buy in just as they did prior to the Washington game. It has to be a five man crew helping out the defenders when they need be. Because, look, we have two rookies back there. And, and despite the fact they've been playing well, getting a lot of minutes, earning those minutes because of how well they've played, there are, there will be some breakdowns, whether it's the rookies, whether it's some of the veterans, whether it's a, 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 a bad pass in the middle of the ice, which we've seen quite often. Um, you know, that's going to, that's going to come back to haunt you. It did last night against the Caps, and I'm telling you right now, and I don't think it's 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 nothing that's new to you, James. <laughs> that it's going to come back to haunt them against the Rangers if if they do that uh, Thursday night uh, at Prudential Center. Oh, 100. percent I think so. The way the Rangers have been playing, and and it looks like Igor Shesterkin's back to his old self. Yeah. I know he he struggled against the Islanders in that outdoor game Sunday, but he came up large and he came up with the saves that that team needed when Dallas was pressuring. And that's the one thing you and I talked about like prior to stadium series when we ran into each other is that goaltending, getting that key save, like the one game Vanacek had played great against Colorado. He came up with those saves that, okay, it's those are great, but then he leaves, lets in soft goals. 
but then he comes up with a big save. Like you consistently need that one, two saves. That's fine. But now you've been asking your goaltender to do more because of the way the devils have been playing defense in their own zone. And as much as a, a Jacob Markstrom, a UC Soros, uh, Elvis Merzlikens, a John Gibson, that's all well and good. That can help you get that save defensively. You still need to play better in front of them. Yeah, you do. And you mentioned Markstrom there and, Markstrom stands out to me, you know, I've been listening to a lot of pundits, a lot of experts, former goaltenders, um, and a lot of them have said to me, James, that, you know, if it, it, the Devils do need to make some type of move uh, in goal. And Markstrom just stands out as a fit for me for, for multiple reasons. Most important is that, to me, in my opinion, he's he's rock solid. He's putting together another strong season in Cal- uh, Calgary. He's a goalie who's shown he can thrive on a team that likes to trade chances. And obviously, New Jersey's associate coach, uh, Travis Green, um, can attest to that. Uh, you know, Markstrom had two top 10 Vezina finishes playing for Green in Vancouver. I believe it was 2019 and 2020. He played for him, at, at, you know, at the AHL level in Utica as well. Um, look, Markstrom is signed for two more years beyond this season. The idea would be, uh, you know, of course, that Markstrom pays immediate dividends for the Devils, but uh, New Jersey wouldn't be putting all their chips on just 2024. Those extra two years are especially important considering Nico Heischer's contract carries that bargain of 7.25, that cap hit runs through 2027. And having Markstrom through 2026 helps to solidify the crease during that window in which, you know, the Devils have both their star number one picks and he and Jack Hughes locked up. Uh, I believe it's a combined, I think it's 15.25 million. So um, to me, James, and I mean, people are going to be talking about this. What's the asking price? You know, for me, it looks like from what people have been saying, look, I'm not the biggest insider, I read a lot and, and, and see what, what, what some of these experts are saying and including former NHL players. But it looks like Markstrom, um, if he were to come over to the Devils, it would might cost him an Alexander Holtz, maybe a 2025 second round, first round pick. Um, and maybe if Calgary were to retain maybe 20 to 25 percent uh, of the salary, maybe that's something that, uh, you know, Tom Fitzgerald will look at as maybe we do this now. Look, the Devils are coming off a fabulous season. You would hate to see it end with another non-playoff year, particularly, as I said, as I pointed out with, you know, Heischer and and Jack Hughes and a lot of these players really gunning and pushing ahead. You want to see this momentum keep going. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Would they win a first-round series? Yeah, maybe with, with, those, with those two forwards and, a, and an elite goaltender. I think there's always a possibility that'll happen, but I think it really is interesting and it's a good talking point with all this regarding if the devils need a goaltender. Cause James, I think, I think you've heard it too. It's like, do they get a goaltender? Do they get a high end defenseman instead to me? And to make this quite just very simple, you go with the goaltender because the goaltender to me is the player that's always on is, is kind of his own Island, right? The goaltender is the one that doesn't even need to practice. You just throw him out there and he knows he needs to stop the puck. That is it. Defenseman comes, a new defenseman, you got to kind of worry about chemistry. You got to kind of worry about the locker room feel, what's going on here, there. The goaltenders are away from everybody. Defenseman has to, you know, gain the the trust of, of other players. And not that the goalie doesn't, but again, the goaltender is there to make saves. If he makes the saves, that gives the team confidence, and then they can push forward. I agree with you. I think Markstrom's the answer. I think he's the perfect fit for this team. Just his display alone in that Calgary game against New Jersey just solidified my uh, belief that this was the, the guy that the Devils need. He is the difference maker. Yeah, Noah Hannafin's great, but you have those players already. In Luke Hughes, you have that in Simone Nemich. Both guys have taken steps forward, and I agree. It would be a shame that if the Devils were to make that trade, but again, you have to give up something to get yep. something, as we've seen in the past with the Devils and other teams around the league. Yeah, would it be a shame a guy like Alexander Holtz would you draft it seventh overall? You have to give up to Calgary. Yeah, it would because let's be honest, maybe he does need a change of scenery. Look, he he's had ups and downs this year. And look, everybody wants to point to, you know, oh, Lindy Ruff doesn't like the guy or this and that. Maybe he just doesn't fit the system. You know, look, he is a goal scorer. You sign him to score goals, and I understand the Devils need him to play defense but his potential is not being fulfilled if he's going to be on a fourth line all the time. Like he, if the devils need to score goals, he needs to be in a top six. He needs to be on a power play. And if he's not going to get that in New Jersey, then maybe a place like Calgary where they're trying to retool on the fly, rejoin Sharon. He's going to get the minutes there. That might have to be an option. Yeah. Look, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I get it. It's complicated. Uh, no movement clause from Markstrom, the money with the cap, Everything's tight. It, it's going to be tough. But the Devils have to make a move in net to me. They, they probably should have done it weeks ago, to be honest with you. But, but I understand that it's not easy to do. This is, these aren't easy trades. You don't just take players and trade them away. 
it's complicated with with everything I just uh, just mentioned, particularly when a, when a top ten drafted prospect and a high draft pick might be the compensation. And I, I think this all boils down to James is you know it, would would Calgary be willing to retain some of this salary? I think that's the big that's the big issue uh, at this point. I still think both sides are discussing this. They're talking about it. I, I know the Devils are interested in Markstrom. I know they've, you know, according to our reports, they've also reached out for, for, you know, the asking price for some of these other goalies. And I know usually at the trade deadline that when you look at the history of goalies being dealt at the deadline, it doesn't always work out or pan out the way you anticipate it. But I just think with, with, with Markstrom, it's a different, it's a different type of player here. And, and the reason I say that is because I know what this what this player can do in net, uh, you know, um, and he he's a good locker room presence too. I've dealt with Markstrom before when he was with Vancouver and now in Calgary, and it, he just seems like a good fit. He's a fun guy, um, but he's a solid goaltender. And look, Nico Dawes has played well. We talked about this. It, you know, it, it, is he a player that maybe the Devils will keep on the roster even when VTech comes up? Maybe we'll see because he's been he's been playing exceptionally well. He's a big size goalie in net. He's got gotten the job done in Vitek's absence right now, and the fans like what they see in Nico Dawes, and I think management likes what they see in him as well. He's a pending restricted free agent at the end of at the end of this season, so he's out to prove something. And I think the Devils want to see what he can prove. Um, so maybe if you have a Markstrom and a Nico Dawes. And a VTech uh, to battle it out to see who would you know be your goaltender down the stretch. I think that's what you want to see. You want to see some some competition in that area as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the big thing is is for me. I was thinking about this: is if you do get Markstrom and you have Vanacek at three point four million, do you try to move him in the summer or or as Tom Fitzgerald said at the beginning of the year, he wants these young guys to develop. Maybe you send Nico Dawes back down to the AHL. And you rotate with Schmidt and Dawes and those guys will be ready in case there's an injury because I think yeah. having either two veterans or a veteran with a with a rookie is really good. And to have those guys playing, I think VTech does stay around. But then again, you never know. Maybe they buy them out. Maybe they try to move that money off the cap. And maybe, you know, not to say that I have read anything about this or talk to anybody about this or just come up that, you know, maybe he's a candidate for the Lou Lamorella Robita Island at this point with the injury in case that's all depends is if they get a goaltender that all depends if they get Markstrom, but New Jersey, I agree. They need that goaltender and they definitely need after that, a defenseman as much as everybody wants to talk about down the middle, down the middle is covered. They have down the middle. It's the defense and the goaltending. That's really the needs for these team for this team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, defensively, we'll see what they can, they can come up with. Obviously, if you get a player, you know, the caliber of a Markstrom, if he's your, if he's your top priority, then you probably won't get a, a high end defenseman. You'd probably be looking at something, maybe a, a number, you know, five, six, three, four, five, or, or something along those lines as far as a defenseman goes, but you need that depth. And for me, when you look at the teams in the East right now, James, like the Florida Panthers, like the Carolina Hurricanes, the Rangers, even the Capitals last night, didn't you see like when you watch those clubs, they're so strong on the puck. They're physical. They play a physical game. Heck, 
you know, I, I remember reading a quote last week after Florida had, had won a game. Matthew Kachuk, you know, had, had a great game. And afterwards, I, I remember hearing Matthew saying, you know, someone he was asked, you know, you guys start the game. You know, what's the mindset when you start a game? And, and he says, we just want to hit teams through the boards. That's we don't care where the puck is. We're looking for bodies. We're looking to hit them. We're looking to intimidate them. So, yeah, and Florida can do that because they have the size. They have the size of the player to do something like that. The Devils, while they, there are some, you know, they got some big, strong players on the roster, but that's how they lost to the Hurricanes last year. You watched the way the Hurricanes handled the Devils. It was along the boards. They, um, you know, they really put the punch you know, literally speaking to them um, along the boards and in front of the net. And the Devils weren't really able to get to their game, which was that speed game. Because when you have a physical team that's really strong defensively with a, a capable goaltender back there, it's going mm-hmm. to be tough. So I agree with you. Goaltending probably won. And maybe look for that defenseman, that big, strong, physical, defensive defenseman on the back end to help complement what they have right now. Could you see a player like – I know we talked about Holtz, but could you see a player like Mercer go in a deal even though they want to re-sign him? Yeah, Mer- Mercer's a tough one for me because it's very rare. And, you know, I'm trying – as I'm talking, I'm, mm. I'm thinking about it. It's very rare to get a, a player in the draft that's just so versatile as a Dawson Mercer. And when I, and when I say versatile, I mean – a guy that you can throw in there last minute of the game, tie game to take a face off. A guy that you can throw on wing. A guy that can play third line as well as top line minutes uh, for you. Those are rare players because they'll do whatever it takes to win. It's almost, James, like, you know, we, we love Curtis Lazar, right? Because yeah. Curtis Lazar goes out there and does everything. He's a utility player. In fantasy hockey, we love those players because they're five tools. They give us, you know, points in every category. Dawson Mercer is that type of player. Now, is Mercer struggling a little bit offensively this year? Yes, he is. But when a player struggles, you want to see other areas where he can maybe add to the team and still be beneficial when he plays the game. And to me, Mercer is able to do that because Ruff can throw him out there for faceoffs. Can throw him out there on the PK. Uh, he does a great job on the penalty kill for the Devils, which has really been um, has been really been great. The PK has been great of late for the Devils. So um, quality player there. If you're going to trade a Mercer, you need to get someone back that's going to be, you know, it, you know, at least you're at least those top three lines that's going to play a pivotal role in there, a major checking role, or someone uh, that could take faceoffs and maybe give you some depth scoring as well. Right now, I don't know if, if you know, because I know players in the locker room like Mercer, what he brings to the table. Uh, he's a good teammate. And as I said, the coaching staff loved you, loves him. He's a, he's a sponge out there, takes everything in. To me, it would be difficult to, to trade a player um, like a Mercer. Now, we don't know. Like Maybe Calgary is asking for Mercer. Maybe it's not Holtz. Maybe this is just a smokescreen that we've been reading about. But um, could be Mercer. So maybe that's the reason why this – this deal hasn't gone through. Who knows? But to me, um, you know, Mercer is that utility dynamic player that if, if I'm trading away a player of that caliber who we got in the first round, um, I'm looking to get something back in significance there. I agree with that. And, you know, we've talked about the goaltending, the defense, everything like that. You know, we saw Edmonton go on this 16 game winning streak 
We saw the Devils do it last year. They went on that 13-game winning streak. They tie a franchise record. Do you and we've talked and I've talked about this with several people. I want to get your thoughts on it. New Jersey, and I've read this too. New Jersey has the potential to do that if they can get everything to click. Would you agree with that? I do. I absolutely do. Um I also think <laughs> and we go back to the goalie. <laughs> I, I also think if they're able to get a goaltender that's there that they can trust, that they know is going to make those key saves and key moments, that's going to be a big plus. Because every so often we're going to see defensive breakdowns. It's going to happen. You cannot be perfect. You cannot have an A-plus game every game. There's going to be breakdowns. So you need the saves at, at a time when maybe you shouldn't be making a save. And we've spoken about this. But if they're able to – and that's a, that's a big but, right? It's, yeah. it's huge. It's, it's to get something like that. But um, if they're able to find that keeper, and who knows, maybe it's in the, it's on the team already. Maybe Vitek comes back and, and stars and leads the team. Dawes can find that mojo that he had prior to the Washington game. Um, or maybe they get a Markstrom. So either way, if they're able to get that goaltending, I do believe this is a team that can make a strong run uh, in the playoffs just because offensively they're very tough to, 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 to contain. They're tough to keep at bay. You know, the Devils just go, go, go. When they're on the power play, it's scary for opposing teams. You always hear about opposing coaches talk about Jack Hughes and, and Nico and, and Jesper Bratt, how Jesper has come, you know, come on the past two seasons for this club. Um, so uh, I do believe they can make a, a, a run, James, but there just needs to be some consistency. And we go back to what we've talked about in goal, right, man? It, there just needs to be that consistency in goal for this team to take it to the next level. Yeah, a couple more things before I let you go and let you get back to work today. Um, one, Tyler Toffoli, you know, he's been playing great in the acquisition. I think that was a great hockey trade by both teams. Is that a player that the Devils potentially could re-sign uh, moving forward uh, in this offseason? I, I do think he's a player that, that they could re-sign. I mean, obviously, you have to look at um, the contracts for some of these young players that they have on the roster to see where they'll where they will fit in um, in the next two, three, four years. Um, but Toffoli's a player still, you know, he's still a, a young player in his prime, um, making a, a tremendous impact with the Devils, leading the team in goal scored this year. And he's a he's one of those players that we talked about earlier, James. That he's a big bodied player, plays a strong game, likes to get to the middle of the ice, scores a majority of his goals from the high slot slot area can sometimes snipe it coming down wing. But for the most part, Toffoli is one of those players that can play a, you know, top line, second line role and do a good job with that. He's also a big player on the power play uh, for the Devils this year. Uh, He's played a huge role in in that regard. So to me, yeah, I think Toffoli is a player that you look to re-sign because, you know, he's that – and he seems to have fit right in with this team too. Mm -hmm. I know he's, you know, he's kind of – you can almost look at Toffoli as – as a journeyman after, you know, coming into the league and, and, and you know, playing the way he did for Vegas and, and what he was able to do. But now he seems to kind of uh, uh, have, has, has fit into a role in New Jersey that seems to have uh, suited him well um, in goals, in, in the line mates that play around him. It just seems to be a good fit for him. So I think, as was the case with Timo Meyer, when, when Meyer thought it was a good fit for him, with the players around him, you know, and everything else going on. 
Um, I think Toffoli is a player that the Devils should definitely consider re-signing. But again, it all depends on where these prospects are, and the Devils have plenty of them, uh, where these prospects are in the system, where these young players are on the roster already, um, where this money kind of uh, leads us to in maybe three, four, five years. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you talk about fits and chemistry, and and we go back. I know and consistency, and look, preseason is preseason, and they went undefeated, big deal. But chemistry to me as a player, and you, and you watch it, and you see, okay, the lines were rolling. Everybody was rolling. You know, Meyer, whole T-shirt. I think, I think to me that, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this and your opinion on this one. To me, I think the adjustment going into the regular season is thrown off. Not just the team, but certain players because of the chemistry that they were building in the preseason. Yeah, I mean – Preseason, yeah. I mean, preseason is preseason. It's it's it, it, it's a lot of times you're looking to see who's going to fit in that you know f- uh, you know three four defenseman or you know the five six role or um, who's going to be you know your wing on the third or fourth line. You, you're looking for those kind of players so they get a majority of the ice time. Um, but yeah, I mean, the consistency you saw from the Devils coming out of the gate when they were healthy was pretty good because let's face it. And I remember the early stages of the season, they weren't playing particularly well uh, and they were still winning games. Um, so um, that was a good, that was a good sign. But then when the injuries started to creep in here, that's when you saw the team start to falter, you know, kind of break away from yeah. a system that would have helped them win games, which was what Ruck was trying to instill in these players. So, um, with Toffoli, with Meyer, you know, and, and in Meyer's case, we're seeing a little bit of a struggle to to regain the form he once had with the San Jose Sharks. But it's a different different system, right? It's different systems. He has to play a different type of role. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, fans complain about it and say, oh, you know, he needs to let them play. Well, Ruff, when, when, when this team is healthy, Ruff allows them to play. They're given the green light to go because that's, again – and I said this earlier, that's how they play defense. Best defense is just pushing the pace offensively and play keep away. And, and that's what the Devils were able to do so well. So, um, again, and it, it probably goes back to your question, can this ke- team compete when healthy, when they have the full roster? Are they a, a playoff caliber team? And I think yes. And I think right now the Devils, we're seeing this fluctuation of, you know, win one, lose two, win three, lose one because there's a little bit inconsistencies within the roster, the players that are there, obviously seeing Thoreau coming back, it kind of helps. He needs to get back mm. into the swing of things, yep. get the rust out a little bit. Marino comes back slowly, but surely it's going to come together. But the only thing about that, James, is the fact that what do we only have 27, 28 more yeah. games regular season. So this is, this is moving along fast. So the devils have to recoup and they have to understand play back. Play defense, de- think defense first before you think offense, and maybe things will, you know, they'll be, they'll be able to right the ship. Keep things simple, as, as the Edmonton Oilers said when they came <laughs> into town. Be patient, play patient hockey. Uh, one more before I let you go. Uh, your thoughts about the Eastern Conference this year? Any standouts, and what are you looking at moving forward as we approach March 8th and then the end of the regular season? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, well, I mean, the Florida Panthers, to me, uh, dynamite team, James. Uh, you know, they've won six straight right now. Uh, we usually, you know, NHL.com comes out with their uh, Super 16. Dan Rosen asks all the writers uh, for their suggestions on their top uh, 16 teams. And in this week, I actually have Florida as number one in my power rankings. Just, I mean, a plus 51 goal differential. Are you kidding me? Um, six straight wins. They're nine and one in their last 10. Just dominant. Just done. Paul Maurice has that team going working on all cylinders. The Boston Bruins, obviously, big win yesterday. You know, uh, McAvoy is huge on the back end. Jeremy Swayman, right, James? Getting the job done, um, you know, uh, for, for the Bruins this year in goal. So defensively, I think they're real strong. And, and the Bruins, uh, a plus 39 goal differential. The Maple Leafs are a team that we always have to watch, but they seem to falter come playoff time. Right now, they're third in the Atlantic. So we'll see where they finish. Austin Matthews having a fantastic season. We talked a little bit about the Rangers, first in the Metropolitan Division. You mentioned Shesterkin really coming along now. Jonathan Quick, they have a sensational backup there to go with Shesterkin. So if he falters a little bit, Quick comes in, Shesterkin gets mad. He wants to get, you know, he wants to show that he can be the man. So you have a real competitive balance right there between two competitive goalies with the Rangers. So that's good as well. And the Rangers have won eight straight. So they're rolling along. Carolina, as I said, big, strong, probably one of the best defensive units. They're coached by one of the best in Rod Brindamore. I like what Carolina has to offer. And, and Torts, I know they lost to, to the Devils in the stadium series game, but what a job Torts has done in Philadelphia yep. this year with a, a relatively young team, losing a, a major goalie in Carter Hart, um, working with a, a rookie in Samuel Arison, um, who has gotten the job done. So good on Torts and, you know, they're at 65 points right now, third in the Metro. Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Detroit Red Rings have had great seasons as well. So the Islanders are right on the Devils' tails as far as playoffs. They, they each have 60 points right now. The Caps with that win over the Devils last night, they're two points behind the Devils. It's going to be a race, James, towards the finish year. The, the Red Wings have that second wild card in the East, um, and they're four points ahead of the Devils right now. So – um, it's anyone's ball game come those wild cards, but the, the, the devils still have a shot 
at third place. That's what they got to be looking at. You know, third place in the Metro right now is, is a, you know, is a real, real possibility. So they just have to put the pedal to the metal and, and start getting the points and, and, and uh, some victories here down the stretch. Mike, I totally agree with everything you just said on that. And the season's been incredible. Things so close. Cause normally we know, you know, who the sellers are, who really the buyers are at this point. We really don't know because of how the standings are. And right. I agree. Florida's the best team right now in, in the Eastern conference. And, I don't know if anybody's stopping it. I know the Rangers have won eight straight, but I think the Florida Panthers are the better team right now. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch. Absolutely. I mean, Flo- I love watching Florida play. Every night it feels like their, their forecheck wants to you know, debilitate the other team's blue line, uh, and their push to the net is relentless. Um, you know, winners of nine of the last ten. They're, they're led, as I mentioned earlier, by you know Matthew Kachuk, who – who after a slowish start has been on fire, scoring eight goals, 13 assists, 21 points during a, a 10-game stretch in there. Um, and right now, James, they're playing late June style of hockey in mid-February. So when you have a team playing that way, that's a treat to watch, no doubt. It is. Uh, Mike Morial, NHL.com, covers the Devils, covers the NHL draft. Uh, thank you for coming on the Full Press NHL podcast today. Thanks a lot, James. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, guys. Get it. Full Press NHL Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Take care and enjoy the week. Trots, Nashville Predators, making sure you're listening to Full Press Hockey Podcast. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.